Joshua chapter 4, we're going to jump in today. So the Bible says uh, from verse 1 through 8, when all the nation, referring to the nation of Israel, had finished passing over the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, take 12 men, everybody say 12 men, from the people, from each tribe, a man, and command them saying, take 12 stones, how many stones? 12 stones from here out of the midst of the Jordan from every place where the priest's foot stood firmly and then the Bible goes on and it says and bring them over with you and lay them down in the place where you lodge tonight then Joshua called the 12 men from the people of Israel whom he had appointed a man from each tribe and Joshua said to them pass on before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan and take up each of you a stone upon his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the people of Israel that this may be a sign among you when you when your children ask in times to come what do these stones mean to you hallelujah then you shall tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it passed over the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan were cut off. So these stones shall be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. And we will stop there on today. Look at somebody, if you will, uh, give them a high five. Tell them, neighbor, oh neighbor, you've got to have roots and wings. Come on. Look at somebody else, give them a high five. Tell them, neighbor, you better stay awake. Come on, tell them. Tell them, you better have roots and wings. Roots and wings. You know, this, uh, this series that we started might sound pretty oxymoronic to some of you uh, in that how in the world can you have roots or be planted but also still have wings? And the concept, even though it may seem oxymoronic, is simply... Uh, it's, it's a miraculous thing, and it's something that is outside of the context of our natural mind. In that God's desire for us is to have a strong foundation. What's up, Quran? Good to see you. A strong foundation. Everybody say strong foundation. Yet still have the freedom, that, the liberty that God has called us to so that we can accomplish what it is that he has called us to. Amen, somebody. And so the thing is, I want to jump in today and I want to encourage you around the fact that, you know, when I think about us moving into this building, as we've explored this story of Joshua and we jumped in as of this past Sunday, when I think about us moving into this building, I have no choice but to stand here and feel the weight of the fact that we were not the first ones here. Come on, somebody. Fact, I recently had a conversation with Catherine. And, uh, and, and Catherine, you know, as we were talking, she was sharing with me, you know, hey, pastor, she's like, I was, this was actually my first church. She was like, I used to go here when I was a little, when I was a little kid. She said it was so long ago that I didn't even notice, the, I didn't even recognize the place. And so we realized that we are not the first ones here. In fact, this church is about 50 years old plus. There was a church that was here that has moved on before we got here. Uh, and not only this, you know, but there is a daycare here that's been here for over 40 years. But then beyond this, beyond this, more recently, there was another church that was here. 
And this church moved on out of this, out of this place and they went on because they've built a larger facility and they have grown and experienced miracles and powerful things in this building. And so it just, as I was thinking about this, I'm like, man, we can't just come up in here like because we threw up some black paint and some TVs and a few moving headlights that we're the best thing since sliced bread. I think that we shouldn't move on without acknowledging and honoring all of the greats who stood on this stage and all of the souls that have already been saved in this building. Come on. All the cancer that has been healed and all the devils that were cast out. Can we just go ahead and give God praise because of life change that didn't start with us? We're actually walking in. Man, I wish somebody would catch this. We're walking in. We're walking in, standing on the foundation of a, of a platform that was built long before us. Many people, especially young people, we come into and we walk into, uh, we walk into new things and we don't realize that there is history, there is soul that is attached to the thing. And I mean, even though we're not 100% in agreement with all of the things that the people who were here before, we may not agree on all of the same things, but one thing is remains the same, is that they were here and they blazed the trail and they built this building. And that's the only reason you and I have a permanent facility today. Come on, somebody. The incredible thing to me is, you know, I spent some time with my, my wife and I. We got an opportunity to spend some time with the pastor who was previously right before uh, he moved out as he was turning the keys over to us. And man, he shared the miracle story. We shared our miracle story as to how God opened these doors for us, you know, which is so nuts, man. You should, you should see how people are turning backflips for us. People are walking in here weeping other pastors. Just walking in here weeping because they understand the magnitude of what God has done for us in just two years. And he was sitting there. We sat there in the back row, my wife and I and the pastor. And he was just sharing his miracle story about how they got this building and how they maxed this place out and how God blessed them. And it was just so, it was such an overwhelming experience because, you know, he just wished us and blessed us to have the, and experience the same favor that they experienced while they were here. And so I'm sharing this to say that it is, it is an incredible thing to be able to stand on strong shoulders it's an incredible thing to be able to trace your roots and to know the magnitude and to understand the weight that is attached to that which you and I get to be able to be a part of last Sunday we talked about we started this story of Joshua's transition to leading the people of Israel I shared with you that Moses was in a position where Moses led them for about 40 years He did the miraculous and all of this. But then Moses gets to a place where he messes up because he's a human. And consequently, he was not able to finish the role of the assignment of carrying the people of Israel into the promised land. And it was passed on. This responsibility was then passed on to Joshua. And so this is where it picks up because Joshua is now, he is now on a conquest. He is now moving forward uh, to, to get into Canaan as is the desired place that God has called them to. Everybody say Canaan. And his assignment and his responsibility was to be able to go forward. And I made some statements last week, you know, in regards to honoring our roots, even if 
our roots made some errors. And some of you, the reason why you can't move forward in life is because, watch this, and I shared with you, the key to the future is often honor. It don't even mean, and this is the thing, because some of you had a problem with me saying that because you think that it means that you have to agree with what was done. You think that I'm saying by honor, by honoring parents who may have harmed you or loved ones or friends or, or people that's blazed the trail for you that yet that what I'm saying is that what they did to you was right. But no, even in cases where it's difficult or it's hard, the Bible still challenges us and encourages us towards honor. Watch this. And honor doesn't always mean agreement. Are you with me? Here it is. Can I give you point number one today? If it's okay, say give it to me. Look, here we go. Point number one will be up on the screen for you. Honor is not the endorsement or nullification of people's sin. It's the realization that their lives are and were bigger than their errors. Here it is. There are a lot of you who have an issue with honoring your roots because of errors. And the fact of the matter is, how many of you like that when people think of you, they just think about the the areas that you messed up? How many of you? How many of you would say that your life is bigger than your mistakes? Some of you, the people that you are throwing shade at and the trails that you are throwing shade at because of what they may have done or because of what may have happened in your life, their life is so much bigger. Come on, I feel deliverance in the room. Their life is so much bigger than that error that they made. And you and I oftentimes will try to cancel out every single thing about their life and remember them or memorialize them just based upon their mistakes. But I'm so glad that my life is bigger than my mistakes. Oh man, I wonder if there's a witness in here that can give God praise because you're bigger than the mistakes and the errors that you make. And so many of us are so unforgiving, but we want people to forgive us. Are you with me on this morning? The fact of the matter is that we've got to be to the place where we memorialize people's greatness, not their errors. Oh, let me say that again. You've got to memorialize people's greatness and not their errors. You know, when we think of David, when somebody goes and says, goes up to you and says, hey, who's David? Who's David in the Bible? What do we usually think of? David and Goliath. He's the guy that slayed Goliath, that cut off his head and victoriously did all this thing and say, you know, that's what we will usually remember David as. When somebody comes up to you and says, yo, who is David? You don't go and say, yo, David is a waste man, fam. <laughs> David was like up on a porch and he was just watching the gal them bathe. And then he decided to go and murk off her husband, fam. And then after he did all that, then he had, he took the woman for himself, all impregnated her, fam. You know, we don't we don't remember David like that. That's not what we lead with. Come on, somebody. We remember scripture in knowing that David was a man after, you know, you see, you forgot, even though we're in Pickering, we still from Scarborough out here. Uh, But, you know, even though David was was who he was, he was still a man after God's own heart. Are you with me on this morning? This is how God, this is how he is remembered. This is how he is memorialized. In fact, I love when we look at uh, the book of Hebrews. In the book of Hebrews chapter 11, I'm just going to reference it. We won't turn there for the sake of time. We call it the hall of faith. Write it down. Hebrews chapter 11 and go read it after. Everybody say Hebrews 11. 
And it goes on and it lists people like Abraham who lied. And Moses who was a murderer. And Abraham, all of these people that we that he talks about, even David. And he talks about them and they are memorialized not because of their errors. But their lives, oh man, I just feel this thing. Their lives were so much bigger than the errors that they made. And so they're remembered for their faith in God despite their errors. Come on, there's some of you that you want people to remember your loved ones and the roots that you came from because of their lapses in judgment or the things that they may have faced or the errors that they have made when in actuality we should be striving to find a way to honor and memorialize people for the good that they did and for the trails that they blazed. Come on, somebody. And for the... I know it's tight, but it's right. And I'm telling you, honor is not an endorsement of sin. It doesn't mean that they didn't jack up. But this is not, we need to stop remembering people. Oh, that's the girl that did the, or that's the dude that you remember when. Stop that foolishness, man. You got to get to the place where you honor people. And watch this, watch this. We've got to be to a place where, you know, even if when it's hard, you got to be to a place where even when it's hard, even if you're not in fellowship with the person, you learn from their errors and you speak well of them publicly. So look, so look, this is what it means. This is what it means. Like, I'm not talking about if somebody, you know, physically assaulted you and, and all this stuff, you got to go hang out with them or if they did something treacherous to you. I'm not talking about that. So let's balance this thing out. If it's a, That's a different story. But I am talking about even in those cases, your responsibility, according to scripture, is to still honor people. And what that means is that sometimes you honor them by not feeding into the stories when people come and try to get you to perpetuate the bad rep that they had it can i just be real this morning when people come and ask you about folk what's the first thing that comes to your mind what is the first thing the knee jerk that you say do you honor them or do you cut them down you know who people do it to the most spiritual leaders come on somebody you want pastors to be there for you all the time and then let an accusation pop up don't even let it be true but let something pop up then the same people come on somebody the same leaders that you wanted them to be at your bedside be at the bedside of your loved ones get them out get you out of jail to marry you can i just keep it real this morning i'm not ranting those same people as soon as they mess up because they're humans too then you just try to throw shade at them and to, oh i knew he was a mess Oh, I knew he was a wreck. Come on, somebody. I knew she was out of order. We weren't out of order when we were helping you. Okay. Y'all don't like this type of preaching. But we are so, we are so merciless when it comes to leaders and people who blaze trail. They could do whatever, but as soon as they're humanity, and yes, leaders are held to a higher standard, but the fact of the matter is, y'all don't give leaders and, le- and, and people of God any leeway. And any margin to be human. Come on, somebody. See, we started a trend where pastors are honest. So don't be scared, people, if you came and you're like, man, this guy is just going off. No, we just, we just believe in keeping it all the way 100. 
And so even if you're not in fellowship, even when it's hard, it just looks sometimes like speaking well of people and being in a position where you are not allowing, watch this, when you are not perpetuating negativity because this also reflects your family line. There's some things that your children do not need to know about their granddad. Oh man, y'all don't want to be real today, but it's okay. You see, see, there's some stuff that you don't want them to know. You don't need them to know because we're trying to cut some stuff off. So when they ask, you can be able, you got to know and use wisdom at times to be able to conceal things. Are you with me this morning? And so listen, we learn from the mistakes of our roots and memorialize or celebrate their greatness. This is this is what we do. This is how we honor. Even if there is disagreement, even if there's disagreement, it's still our assignment to be in this place. And so I love as we get to our text today, because it's not all negative, right? There is an assignment that we have because there are some of you that you say, oh, I miss my grandma and I miss my parents if they're not here with you anymore. Or, you know what I mean? You're, you're, you talk about how much you appreciate people who may be leaders in your life, spiritual leaders or community leaders and things of this nature, but you don't do anything to celebrate what they've done. In terms of practically on practically honoring people, you know, if you loved your grandma and what she shared and the trail that she blazed was something that was special to you, the way that you honor her is by and and that you honor is by living that out and passing that legacy on. Are you just crying about your grandmother being gone and saying how much you love her or are you or are you actually walking out the things that she established for you before she left this place? The leaders that you that you say that you love and that you honor with your mouth. Are you loving on them? Are you actually walking out the instruction that they've put in your path to help you to walk according to what God has called you to? Are you just I love you? Yes, God bless you, man or woman of God and all this. Is it because lip service is only is the is the the lowest form of honor. And a lot of us are good at paying lip service, but as it pertains to walking out, can I just challenge you on this morning? As it pertains to honoring with walking it out, we're on a different tip. And I feel like God is just calling us to another level of honor. Come on, somebody. That he's calling us just away from lip service. That he's calling us to be the bigger person. Some of you, you've been stooping to levels that you should not be stooping to because you are called on a higher calling and on a bigger level. Come on, somebody. You've been cussing them out when you should have been blessing them. I, I believe there's some place, and maybe Romans chapter 12, that says, bless those that curse you. Don't repay evil with evil. In so doing, you heap coals of hot fire on people's head who's with me on this morning and so i love it watch in joshua in the book of joshua this is this is great because look at what he does he says in our in our text for today here in 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 joshua chapter 4 he says when all the nation had finished passing over the jordan the lord said to joshua take 12 men from the people from each tribe a man and command them saying take 12 stones from here out of the midst of the Jordan from the very place where the priest's foot stood firmly here Joshua is leading the people of Israel into the miraculous they have to cross the Jordan miraculously and watch what happens the same way 
that God gave Moses the ability to part the Red Sea. Here we see that God is giving Joshua this ability to part the Jordan. And the people of Israel are going across as he honors Moses. The same power and favor, come on somebody, that attended Moses is we're now seeing it efficacious in the life of Joshua. Oh man, this is so good. So look, so then he says that as they're going through the Jordan, as this water is moved from side to side so they can pass the Jordan, he says, take a stone from wherever the priest's foot stood shakily, firmly. In other words, they're getting stones to memorialize a solid thing. Not where their feet stood on shaky ground. But they're memorializing. They're getting ready to memorialize and set up for the future to celebrate where it is that there was a firm foundation when God did the miraculous. Are you with me? So take these stones, he says, bring them over with you, lay them down in the place where you lodge tonight. Then Joshua called the 12 men of the people of Israel, whom he had appointed a man from each tribe. And Joshua said to them, pass on before the ark of the Lord, your God, into the midst of the Jordan and take up with you a stone upon his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the people of Israel, which were 12, that this may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come. What do these stones mean to you? Then you shall tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. So these stones shall be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. I love this here because watch this. We find that not only are we to memorialize what has happened in the past, but we as individuals now in this generation, we find that we are, this is admonishing us to be able to build memorials of God's goodness in our lives right now watch this that will point children and point the generations to come to the goodness and the faithfulness of God and this is how we not only perpetuate the, 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 the foundation, the strong foundation that we come from, but how we also get to a place where we establish some new roots for those who are to come after us And so here's point number two. Are you with me? Point number two. Here it is. Create question marks and signposts that will lead the generations ahead on a pursuit of God's faithfulness. Let me say that again. Create question marks and signposts that will lead the generations ahead on a pursuit of God's faithfulness. I love it. As I told you here in this passage, we find that, that what is taking place is that they get these stones and they set them up as a memorial. And notice what he says. So that when the children ask, what are these stones? You're able to tell them that this is a representation of how God miraculously brought us over the Jordan. Man, I am telling you, there are things, there are things that we need to set up in our home. Watch this, based on the power that we get from the past. But we are supposed to set up in our lives that are that, uh, that cause people to look and say, man, what does this mean? How, how, when they ask, how, when the kids ask or the generation before us, or even people in their in your life right now when they ask how in the world did you get this house i know where you work 
How, how did you get approved for this? Come on, somebody. How is it that you're driving that? Why is it that that picture is up on your wall? Oh, come on, somebody. Why is it? Why is it that we do this every there? Are, there ought to be traditions that we establish. All tradition is not bad. You and I, we can set up traditions and things and put things in place that will call people to wonder, to question. And when they question, we are able to tell them about the faithfulness and the goodness of our God. Has he been good to anybody in this place today? I want the generations to know that there were times when I had no food to eat. Come on, somebody. And God sent individuals that didn't even know that I was hungry. He sent food. He sent food and they fed me and they fed my wife and I when we didn't have any food to eat. I'm glad that I get to tell my children about this. I'm glad when my parents and when my children ask me, why is it that you pray so much, dad, that I'm able to tell them, hey, you know what the Bible says? That men ought to always pray and not faint. Come on, somebody. And that God makes it clear in Luke chapter 18, verse 1 and onward, that when it is that we pray and we persevere in prayer, that it would it oftentimes moves the heavens and God will move on our behalf. Any witness and I'm able to tell them about times that I used to pray and times that I sought God and as a result of seeking the face of God that he has delivered me time and time again any witnesses that can celebrate because you serve a God who answers prayers and you have something to pass on to the generations ahead look man look see the fact of the matter is you know there are things that I learn from my parents, right? And we establish them and we do them because they point us, they talk about the faithfulness in the past. And my kids will ask me, we pray every time we walk in the house. This is something that we do, you know? I mean, we pray when we walk in the house and we pray before we leave the house. But when we walk in the house especially, we gather the family, we pray, and we kiss each other. In that moment. Not only this, we also have family worship. On Saturday mornings, our family, we have family worship where we get together in our bed when the kids run into bed and they, they, they just start jumping on us and stuff. We have family worship in the bed. Not only this, we have family dinner. That's a value. If we are here, if I'm not traveling, if we're not doing something, we are at the dinner table and we are asking our kids questions and we have open communication. They are asking, we're asking them, how was your day? Did anybody touch you inappropriately? Did anybody, y'all don't want to be real. Did anybody say anything to you crazy today? We, we have those conversations every single day because we want to make sure that we keep those lines of communication open and we are, and the reason why we have decided even though we have wings to be able to stand on those roots, why? It's because my parents instilled those things in me. My parents, I saw them praying when we walk in the house. This is why I'm a, people wonder why you're so affectionate to your kids and especially to my son. Because my dad used to kiss me. My dad kissed me when we came in the house. Son, I'm so glad you made it home today. And they, they prayed over us at the door. And so they, they, they made they, my mom cook some good cuckoo and flying fish, man. 
and used to serve it up. I'm telling you. And we would have dinner. We would have dinner every single night together as a family. These are things. These are stones that these are stones that they establish from the miraculous things that God did in their lives. And now I'm able to take these same things. And even though I have wings, I'm honoring these roots and establishing them in my household because I believe that they have weight. And my heart and my hope is that even if my kids do it differently, that they can take the same principles and pass them on to be able to establish a strong future as well. That's why people are still today are questioning whether or not God is real because nobody's passing on the stories. (laughs) Oh my, I feel this preach right here. Because see, watch this. A lot of people don't know that God is real because they think that the only miracles that are talked about are the ones that are contained to this book. And so they're like, oh, that book is antiquated. Uh, a bunch of men changed it, even though I want you to tell me which, which men and when did they change it. And we can have a conversation if you want to, because lots of people who criticize the book, they don't actually have literal facts. They just, they just say, oh, somebody changed it. Who changed it? Tell me who, they, who changed it. When did they change it? Give me a date. Because I can tell you when it was written. I can tell you the time period it was written. I can tell you the languages it was written in. I can tell you, and this is not being braggadocious. We have facts. We got receipts, y'all. And y'all be out here on some hypothetical and putting stuff out there and talking about, oh, this person did this. I want you to show me who. But you know the biggest reason why I know that the Bible is real? You know the biggest reason why I know that God is real? Man, I feel like bringing the plane down. Man, if I had a B3, I would tune up because I just feel this preach. Man, you know the biggest reason? It's because I've got into car accidents that should have killed me. Come on, somebody. But Jesus spared my life. It's when I was on my deathbed or seen people on their deathbed. Come on. And God reached out his healing hand and healed them. Come on. It was times when because of what was go- what I was going through that I should have blown my brains out or thrown in the towel. who's a witness with me because of what was going on and God God regulated my mind come on somebody I wonder if it's a witness in this place that you've been through some hardship but God was with you and you knew the word was true when he said lo I am with you always even until the ends of the age somebody give God praise in this place because he's been don't have to read the book to know he's real I, you just need to read my life come on somebody if you start from the beginning until the 34th year right now I'm telling you you'll find one or two miracles that are declaring that God is God Oh man, if I start to testify. See, you don't even, I don't care what they're saying. That's why you always like, why is Pastor Andrew always so lit? Why is he always on 5,000? Why? Because all I got to do is get a flashback. Come on, somebody. I don't need nobody. I don't care if y'all are smiling. I don't care if you mean mug me. I don't care if you screw face me. I don't keep the care if they're singing my favorite song or this. It don't matter. I could be in the middle of the grocery aisle and all I need is a flashback. Come on, some, somebody in this place. All I need is a flashback about what God has done for me. Got to create question marks and signposts that will lead people, lead the generations ahead, the pursuit of God's faithfulness. So as I bring this plane down for a landing, I just want to spend these first two weeks, I want to spend these first two Sundays in our new building teaching us about the importance of honoring, teaching us about the importance of having roots. Teaching us about the importance of understanding that the only reason you're here is because someone else made a way. 
And whether you like them or not, the assignment is still honor. Even if you don't go and you don't hang out with them and play basketball, the assignment is still honor. And you can even speak well of those who you don't like. When Jesus was being crucified, can I talk about the gospel? Bible says he didn't even say a mumbling word. When people were lashing him in his back for you and for me, he could have been like, this, these licks ain't even from, even from me. He could, have, he could have been cursing them out. He could have been going on. He did not say a word. He sets us the greatest example of what it means to be able to act with wisdom, even in difficult times. Are you still with me? And so I close today. I close today with just sharing this. And for those who have not heard it, I'm sharing it for this reason. And just even to reiterate it, I loved talking about this building. I started talking about the building, so I'm going to close on the building. I love the fact that not too long ago, before we left, when we showed the building for the first time, it was incredible to me because I looked out in the crowd when we were in the movie theater as we were getting ready to cross over into this new place. And I saw the facial expression of Shauna and some of her family members. And I didn't think anything of it except, oh, they're just excited about the fact that we're, you know, moving into a new spot. Then Shauna, after service, comes up to me and she goes, hey, pastor, is this such and such a dress? Is this where this place is at? And I, and, and I go, yeah, 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 this is the place. And they get really emotional in that moment about this building. Everybody say this building. And they shared with me, they went on to share with me, she and, and Tasia and, 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 and others, they just shared with me. They said, this was the place that our grandmother used to go to church. And she said, she used to, this was the place, the last place that we saw her because she had, they had her funeral here. And then she goes on, she says, but before she passed away, she used to, in this place, pray that we would come to the Lord and that we would give our lives to Christ and make a decision for God. Oh, are you hearing me this morning? And so they were emotional and excited about the fact that now they get to serve God in the same place full circle after giving their lives to the Lord they get to serve God in the same place that roots were laid and prayers were sent up for them to come to God isn't that incredible somebody give God praise for that that's why we do what we do so this thing is bigger than just you and me and I love stories like this because it acknowledges the legacy and the history this is a big deal serve city and your life is a big deal and i encourage you to honor the roots honor the roots honor the past that were blazed and honor those who god is using to impact your life if this message blessed you go ahead and give god praise on today